1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource. Real talk about real estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And we're back today to talk about a topic that has been getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk over the past couple of weeks, at least that I've seen online. Uh, and it's something we touched on before. We touched on it a little bit when we talked about uh, sales practices that need to go and which ones need to stay. Uh, but this one, I feel like, has been getting a lot of heat, even arguments I've seen online. People at each other's throats, especially agents. Uh, we're talking about Expired listings, calling expired listings, the owners of expired listings, and uh, and whether that's right or wrong, whether we should keep doing it, whether we should stop doing it, and everything in between. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Well, it, Gabe, that's a great. It's a great segue, um, and, and I and I like the fact that you went back and referenced you know sales practices that need to go away. Sure, um, because a lot of people would have you believe that contacting marketing to what what have you uh listings that have expired is in some way taboo well on the face of it it doesn't seem like there's any issue with it when you read on paper it
1: sounds like a no-brainer but i think people's arguments are that in practice they've been met with a lot of angry people or they've been met with people that told them to you know buzz off and now they're like well we don't want to do it anymore because it just pisses people off we don't want to Sit here and call people all day so
0: well it, it's just like it's kind of like the discussion we had about when, when you and I went back and forth about door knocking like okay like the truth is is what are you looking for as an agent um you're looking for opportunities to provide people your service right we may we may get a little confused at times when we uh I, I would it's a discussion of lead versus lag measures or lead indicators versus lag indicators of success, right? So a a lead indicator very simply is an activity um, that is expected to produce a certain result, right? If the, if the result is commission dollars earned because it's how you feed your family, uh, a lead indicator for commission dollars earned would be, Conversations with people looking to buy or sell real estate. How many appointments you go on? That's it, and and, you know, and everywhere in between could be viewed in uh, there. There's a correlation, you know, to the result as to whether it's a lead or lag measure. So, really, all we're talking about here is just another method, another opportunity, another niche market, another you know approach to providing your real estate service, whether it be good or bad. Um we're just looking at another avenue. The, the reason why expired listings are are popular is because there are people that have exhibited the interest in selling their property and they've also exhibited their willingness to use an agent to do so. Yeah. Um th- that's that's where expireds become uh in some people's viewpoint more valuable than for sale by owners for sale by owners. Yes. Have identified themselves as a seller, but, but they agent
1: resistance, sometimes. but there's,
0: there's an agent resistance. There's a motivation in some way, shape or form against using an agent. You don't have to have that. Now, the reason some people dislike expires is because the resistance, the frustration that has developed uh, the The animosity for agents that could have potentially developed based on listing their house and not getting success, and especially in a market like where like most of the United States today and where most of our listeners are look if you 're sitting you know in most markets in the United States, you are in a seller 's market, and so to communicate with a seller in the midst of a seller 's market who 's been unsuccessful is uncomfortable at best and add one layer on top of that to add to their discomfort. And you and I
1: know this, and a lot of our listeners will know this too. But most of these calls that are being made are being made the day that the listing expires or the day after. So that that, that pain, that frustration is hot and it's fresh. And a lot of people, if a lot of people are calling on the same day, it's like you, if you're a seller and you didn't get your, and your home sold, to add insult to injury, you're getting beat up by agents looking for your business the next day.
0: Oh, dude. It, it, it's like it reaches a fever pitch. Like some agents are shameless. Sure. You know, um, I I agree that some agents are shameless. I agree that um, some agents are not, but are painted to be, you know, the truth is it's an impactful way to improve your business immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, I've told stories um, about agents on this very podcast. I've told stories about agents that were brand new to the business that build monumental monumental sales businesses in a very short period of time through nothing more than calling expired listings because they didn't have anything but a phone and and a database of of expired listings to call. You know, there are a multitude of resources out there for free. Not to mention, you know where the house is if you've got the MLS and you see that it just expired. What's to keep you from driving over there and knocking on the door? Sure. You know, putting a flyer, like doing – I don't know. Like the the did you see the the zestimate campaign? Mm-mm. So a lot of people it was very popular a while back, and and a lot of coaches were were uh, suggesting that in a hot market you should. Now this is not really an expired thing, but like a lot of people would print out the zestimate and handwrite, "Is this right or wrong? Call me. Let's discuss." And they tape it to somebody's front door. Sure. I mean, when you when you don't have resources to put to work to to market yourself and your service, and you don't have a background or a history. You got to find it somewhere.
1: Well, sure. Well, what do you say to our listener then that's not struggling like that? They're like, I'm not new and I'm doing okay. I've got business. I'm not that desperate. So should I be calling expires or is it for your person that's trying to get their? their Sounds like that person's not motivated. Well, maybe they're like, maybe they're at a baseline level of success and they're like, if it's not going to turn over exponential success and make huge changes for me, I don't want to devote a lot of my time to it and make people angry, especially if it has a chance to harm my reputation. sounds, Sounds
0: like they're not motivated they're not motivated to get and and that's not a bad thing. No, sure. Necessarily. They're just not motivated to get any more than what they already have. Okay, what do I say? The most important thing you can do for your business is stay in the business because eventually the longer you hang around like it starts to turn over, right? Sure. So, it's going to take you a substantial amount of time to get there if you don't do other things to speed up that process. If you're looking to speed up that process, there's nothing better that that you can you can do. Then call expireds. Sure. Bec- but you have to be – gay. this is just not – this is not like a, a rubber stamp kind of situation that you are going to upset people by calling expireds. No, of course not. You know that as well as anyone. There is skill involved. There is – you know, th- there's an amount of development that has to happen and certain skills that must be honed you and the next agent can call and speak the exact same words and get uh, 180 degree results right right like different results by 180 degrees complete opposites that guy can get or gal can get hung up on and you can get an appointment and get a listing like based purely upon the skill of your delivery yep it, it's a really very small percentage based on the words you choose.
1: So that's what I want to zero in on because I think over the past few minutes you've made it the two sides of this argument pretty clear. And if you log into Facebook, you've seen these warring factions at work. There's the side that says it can monumentally change your business. You can make a you can make a huge change to your bottom line. And then the other side says, you know, it's bad for your reputation. It makes you look like a vulture people don't enjoy it it's not that good for your business and there's not really an in between being discussed and i feel like the truth of the matter is really somewhere in the middle so what are the things that agents need to be doing if they want to do it right if they're going to spend any time devoting to expireds they want to make sure they're doing it right or it's not worth it at all what's the secret
0: well the secret is be good at it and commit to it if you're not if you're not committed you're not going to be successful you're going to get hung up on you're going to get you're going to get hung up on and you're going to quit and you're never going to develop the skills necessary to make it a success. Like, I mean, and that—that's really it. Like, and you can go out in a big way. Like, I mean, I know I know agents around this country that make a million dollars a year doing nothing but expires, and, and sphere of influence. That's how. That's their only source. Like, like literally, they have a they have a a significant direct mail campaign, right? That is that is followed with some automated messaging, like we've discussed. Um, in the past through some software and things like that to kind of leverage their time more effectively, you know, through text message and email. They've, um, you know, they're bought into data sources that kind of seek out the people whose listings expired once they're expired. And then they they use that automation and then they call and they have conversations. It, it's It's the only way they add people to their database, and it can be a very cost-effective way to do so. So if it can be done, should it? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. No. Maybe. Like – and everywhere in between. Like, you know, we've we've sold a few expires this year. We've actually had some really significant successes where other agents have failed. But do I take out big billboards stating that – I'm the agent that succeeds when others fail. No, I don't do that. Number one, that's a that's a violation of real estate law in this state <laughs> because it's a solicitation of other listings in broad scale. Sure. So number one, I'm not going to do that. But But you better believe if I have a conversation with somebody whose listing is expired or if I have someone pursue me for my service when they're frustrated with another agent, I will flat tell them my success stories within the law. Okay? So – wrap your head around it or don't like, that's very simple. Like if you don't believe in it, then you might as well not even have the conversation because you're never going to do it effectively. You're going to find a way to prove yourself right. Sure. And I honestly gave like, like off topic, that's the biggest issue with marketing in our industry. That's the biggest problem with agents is they find a way to drink their own Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> like serious business. Like there is no bad way to generate a lead. And I will say, I, I want to I want to give Tom Ferry okay, and and I try my best not to, like, be so one sided in this podcast. But you know we've every everybody that listens knows that I coach with Tom Ferry. Okay, he he coaches our team, his organization coaches our team. You know Debbie Holloway was on the podcast. You know there are lots of great coaches out there, not just Tom, but Tom says that there is no bad way to generate a lead, and he is so right. Like honestly, that's all I need to know to follow. You know, most of his teaching, because there's so many agents out there that just drink their own Kool-Aid. Yeah, talk themselves out of it. T- talk yourselves out of knocking on doors. Well, that's me. So okay, that's I'm you. <laughs> but you know you do it. No, I get that. Okay, yeah. and th- nobody says that that's the only way to get business. But you you would grant me that that is a way to get business. Sure, it is. Okay, and if you you would also know that if you don't believe in it, it's not going to work for you. You don't want to believe in it, and that's okay. That's your prerogative. And that's everyone listening to this podcast prerogative. Don't call expireds. Great. Call expired. Mail expireds. Door knock expireds. Post stuff on their front door. You know, I don't care. Don't go after somebody else's listing because that's a breach of probably your state law. And it's also a violation of our code of ethics as realtors. Mm-hmm. If you're a realtor. So don't do that. Wicked bad karma too, so. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it just makes you a, an opportunist and yeah. a poacher and all that. But if if somebody wants to talk to you because you call them or they call you and you're not you're not in violation of either of those two things, dude expires will kill it for you. Yeah, they will they will they will
1: they will change your business. As someone and both of us are people that have called countless expires. I've had countless conversations and have been hung up on more times than I can count too. But I think the key to it is a lot of people are really obsessed if they're going to go big in a big way. They've got to know the right script. They've got to know the right approach. What do I say? What do I not say? What's the secret? And really, I think the secret is just remember why you're calling. It's, you know, it's a very simple proposition of value. It's you didn't sell your house and you clearly still want to, or you at least did yesterday when it was on the market. And I think I can help you do that. Would you like me to show you how? And I mean, that's all there is to it. And if you approach it with human element, it's not like you're. I mean, you don't. What we talk about all the time. You always feel like you have the hammer behind your back and you're just waiting to whoosh, slam yeah. down. It's not like that. I mean, it's it's like I have something that I think can help you. If you don't think
0: so, not a big deal. But so let's think about let's think about this for a moment. Okay, you've been hung up on.
1: Oh yeah, did you get this hung morning? Up? I got did hung you up on did morning. you get?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't expect that, but did you get hung up on because of? was it your fault? I mean, I would say yes and no. That's the perfect answer. So why? I would say yes,
1: because I called them and didn't, and this, okay, I'll use the example from this morning. I didn't get hung up on immediately. So I know it at least had something to do with me. I got hung up on about 10 seconds in. I made my, I said, Hey, uh, is this the owner of blah, 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 blah house? And they're like, yes, it is. And I said, great. You know, this is Gabe Pruitt with Remax Premier Properties." I wanted to see if you were still interested in selling your property. And something about the way I asked – it was definitely not the same tone of voice I just used now. But the way I asked or something like that let them know that this was a sales call
0: just like they had already gotten this morning and click. They were gone. So, Okay, so that interaction was through no fault of your own. Sure. Um, You can take responsibility and it not be your fault. The responsibility you take is that you understand that that particular script is going to read to some people – as a sales call, and they're going to hang up on you.
1: Yeah, and it's tricky because there's no silver bullet, there's not one script that works with everybody.
0: No, there's absolutely not. And your like, best script can can fail with some people. You can, you, you, what you did was you made a value judgment. You you valued your time and you said, if I use this script, I'm gonna have the best chance at success at success over the long term. Yep. Okay. And that person, all they did in telling you, they didn't tell you that they know that gabe is not capable of selling their house they didn't tell you that they didn't like gabe they didn't tell you that they didn't trust gabe they told you that they didn't know you like you trust you or think you were good at your job yet mm-hmm. and they weren't willing to give the time necessary to find out the answers to those questions right. and all you can hope and those of you out there think you know teetering those of you that stare that are staring at a list of phone numbers and names wanting to make deep down wanting to make your expired calls and not doing it day after day after day, because I know that I know you're out there. Okay. You need to hear this. Those people will not reject you. They just will not give you the opportunity to succeed. Right. And you have to do it enough. You have to get used to the rejection enough to allow yourself to do this repetitively, repetitively to have success. Sure. Like, your, your best script, like Gabe said, is not always going to work. It's not. Okay? You're going to get better as you make these calls. You're going to learn things that work. Like, honestly, social proof, casual social proof. What do I mean by that? Where you succeed. Being able to interject your successes into casual conversation without seeming like you're chest pounding. Not a sales pitch. Helps you um, you know, local market knowledge specific to them, not the average price point in their zip code rehearsed the, you know, when I sold the Jones's house around the corner from you, here's what happened, blah, 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 blah. Here's what we experienced that, that helps, um, you know, being able to draw from past experience, that is relevant to them is going to help you. Just keep doing it. You got to do it more. More and more and more. That there is there's an endless supply of expireds out there because every day you walk into the office, there's one or two more. Yeah. Make the calls. Yeah. And it's going to be uncomfortable at first. And the
1: worst thing you can do is tell yourself that if it's uncomfortable, it means it's not working. It's not meant to be comfortable because it's a it's one of those interactions that it takes courage, you know, it takes courage to make that call. And for some people, they're in a market where there's maybe one agent or zero agents that are going out of their way to make this effort. And you can make a huge impact on your business by being the one person that steps up and is willing to, to take a, like a, like a step past that
0: barrier of discomfort and just make the effort. I mean, what is it? What is it like all success lies one step beyond your comfort zone or right. like I've heard the quote, like 8 billion, eight, 8 like 10 times, 10,000 times on like, the other side of fear or something like on that. the other side of fear, lies success or you know, whatever. The reason people don't make the calls is because they're uncomfortable. You know the reason I make the calls? Because they're uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I like it. Yeah. Like, they're giving me an opportunity to create a degree of separation, to to be able to show them that that there is another way, to be able to reel back in their displeasure with realtors in general because they all think – they think we're all the same. Actually, let, let's take a step back from there. There are two two different consumers – two different prevailing opinions of realtors out there and they they fall into like two broad sweeping generalizations generalization number 1 i know we we don't like generalizations but this is this <laughs> okay. is okay generalization yeah. number 1 I love my realtor. I would never talk to anybody ever again. They're so amazing. They they're a rock star. They crush it. Yep. This is my agent. Don't this is drive. my agent. Like I like somebody posts on Facebook, and I'm the first one to recommend them. Yep. Okay. Like the, those people. By the way, we love you. We you're yeah, out there. We, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> we we have several of you. We love you. Um, <laughs> we throw parties for you. Um, and then there's number two. There's every realtor is the same. Why do you get paid six percent or whatever? Price fixing, yeah, not not excluded here. Okay, why do you get paid so much? We we you're just the same. Why would I call? What what's my agent's name again? I think it was who sold our house last time. I think I think it was Jimmy. What was his last name? I don't know. I don't even know what company he's with. That was six years ago. Yeah. Um. So the consumer is begging for you to create a degree of separation, begging for it, and when they're mad. When they're sad, when they're frustrated, when they're ready to give up, that's the best opportunity to win. I would even take it a the step best. further
1: and say that there's not two different types of consumers. There's one type of consumer, and the first group that you talked about has had an interaction with an agent that knows what they're doing. The second kind had an interaction with an agent that didn't build enough value to have that long-lasting relationship. Would you, would you say that's
0: fair? You're right. It's There's one kind of consumer. There's two prevailing sentiments is yeah. what it is, and, yeah. it, and, it, and it's just usually exposure. Like and honestly, like I love you guys. Most of our listeners are realtors. There's a lot of there's a lot of you out there that don't do a good enough job. Like and I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hate because there is a a lot of good realtors out there, but the ones that don't do a good job, they make they they make my opportunities for me. Sure. Okay. I just can't wait. Okay, to take sentiment number two and turn them into number one. It's the most. It's. Dude, I'm getting like jazzed, I'm getting up, jazzed up like the hair on the back of my arm is standing up right now thinking about <laughs> when I get the opportunity to change someone's opinion 180 degrees at Realtors. Mm-hmm. Like they think Realtors and brokers were all liars. We're one step above used car salesmen. Nothing against used car salesmen. <laughs> I used to do that. Me too. <laughs> um, but the, I just – I love it. Yeah. Make I them love, into a client for life. I love it. Like we hate Realtors. It's because you haven't met me yet. Like and 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 I'm here to back it up. Put that on a billboard. That's yeah, a I would kind of want to do that. But anyway, that's dude. That's 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 where I come from on yeah. expires, and it's it's a very similar place that I come from on door knocking. Like it's not for everybody. Like you need to put your hard hat on when you go when you go to work calling expires. Like because they're going to beat you up. It requires a thicker skin than some other activities do. Yeah, it requires a thicker skin. But there is there is there's no more worthy and more loyal client than an expired listing that you turn into an above asking price accepted offer and a smooth closing when Mm -hmm. the last realtor put a sign in the yard and they never heard from them. Yep. That's huge. It's money.
1: before we finish, I want to go back to something I mentioned a minute ago because I gave myself an idea. We were talking about how maybe in your market, there's one agent that's plugging out a couple of expired dials a day and you could totally take over where you're at if you just jumped in. Some of you are listening. And you're like, I'm in a market where there are 20 agents that are on the phone at 7 a.m. Like a ridiculous hour of the morning. It's like the competition is so steep. I want to get expired business, but it's a feeding frenzy, and every agent in my market knows how valuable it is. What can I do to stand apart if just dialing the phone is not going to cut it? Well, I mean, you talked a little bit about it. I like the idea of you know going. You can knock on their door, or you can go take a property valuation to their door. But what are some other ideas you would have for that person that that wants to get in, but everybody? Everybody has a scoop on expires. Well,
0: number one, this is very simple. Like a good portion of consumers, when getting a lot of calls, they we, we call it, we, we call it, they, they go into the turtle zone. <laughs> it's like where they they pull their head inside their shell and their yep. arms and legs come in and they it's just a shell. They just sit there for a few days because they don't want to talk to you. You're like realtors are like rats, like <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. Oh, like, yeah. Like when when a listing expires, and, you know, I've heard the 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 question and I got to get an answer to this. I'm not going to give it on this podcast. You guys <laughs> reach out to me on the website and I'll give you the the overcome the the how to overcome this objection. Well, where were you yesterday? Yeah. When my house was on the market. I've got I've got a way to I overcome that, that objection. I love that one too. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. And it like the first time I ever heard it, I was like, "Oh, good point." Um <laughs> anyway, no. Be consistent in your follow-up. Even if you don't get them on the phone, keep calling. Yep. Like and I don't mean keep calling 5 times a day for yeah, yeah. 25 days but like give them give them a week and then start calling again. I'd say I have more I have more success with expired
1: from last week than I do with expireds from yesterday. We called old you remember we called
0: old expireds? Mm-hmm. We called three year old expireds. Which some of you are probably listening and saying, wait, what, three they expired three years ago? But yes, Yes, that's exactly yes what they expired about. three years ago. I we had we had lists of expired listings and we cross-referenced them against the MLS database to see if they had listed again or sold. And then we ran them against the PVA, the PVA database to see if they had transferred you know, cause they may have sold off market. Um, but yeah, like these were like 2014 expireds. We called and we got two listing appointments out of 2014 expireds in like the, the areas that we geographic farm basically. And it's going to turn into probably $600,000 worth of listing volume. Um, which, you know, that's, that's about a hundred grand above our median sales price per property here. And we, we cherry picked, like it was literally like, what's the best of the best? Okay, we don't want this one. We want that one. We don't want th- I mean, we could we probably got more if we'd called them all. Sure. But there were, you know, there were like a thousand. A lot. <laughs> so it, it was it was a bit of a chore, but guys, be consistent. Like follow up is where it's at. Persistence. I went on a million dollar listing appointment this morning. Okay. It's uh it, it's an expired and it expired. We're gonna get the listing. Okay, nice, nice. so I didn't sign it today, but we're gonna—he's not meeting with anybody else. Like yeah. the, the guy, I had a conversation, I had a meeting. He wasn't ready to list. I followed up, you know, every couple of weeks for a month or so. Then I started following up once a month. It's been six months ago that I met with him, and we're gonna list it after after January first. Million dollars, million dollar listing appointment, and the reason is that no one else is calling him anymore. So if you are looking at expires and you're looking for something to be different, there is no lightning in a bottle, Gabe. Keep calling. Keep calling. Okay. If you don't want to seem opportunistic, don't wait out in front of their house until they like, pull in the driveway at the <laughs> end of the day and then pounce on them. Um just l- look for a way to have a conversation. It's very simple. Send direct mail. Direct mail is where you need to go. And nobody does it because it's labor intense and it's expensive. And you know, like with anything else, if it's hard, find a way to do it more cost effectively, more easily. You know, put systems at play. Go the extra mile, and you will set a degree of separation. And then it's just numbers, man. Like if you send out 500 mailers, you're gonna get five listings. Like you're gonna get a hundred. You're gonna get a listing for every hundred direct mail pieces you send. Expired listings. Mark it down. Okay, how much does it cost to send 500 pieces? A heck of a lot less than the commissions earned on five listings sold. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not rocket science.
1: There you go. Well, I think that's a good place to cut it for today, but if you have, if you have some thoughts about this after listening to today's episode about calling expireds or whether it's good, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback, especially if you disagree. We say that all the time, but we would love to hear what you have to say. So make sure to visit us on Facebook. You can get in touch with us there or head over to the website at www.resourcepodcast.net. You can drop a comment under this episode. Uh, And also very soon we're going to have the complete buyer's guide that we've been sending you sections of available on the website. Uh, But we're not done yet. So if you are one of our qualified subscribers and you've signed up on the homepage of our website, again, it's www.resourcepodcast.net. This week we'll be sending you section five
0: of our six-part buyer's guide absolutely. And and let me just put a bow on this real quick. Calling expires is not bad for your brand. Calling expires is not desperate. Calling expires does not make you a lesser agent. Okay. What it does is it makes you different and different gives you an opportunity to be successful. Okay. And in case any of you really just need me to accentuate that point, they're getting Most likely in most markets, they're getting multiple calls from multiple agents on multiple days. You are the faceless agent until you're not
1: degrees of separation, degrees of
0: separation. And usually when you have, when, when you stumble upon having an identity with this person, okay, it's not for a bad reason. Okay. Just even if they tell you they're not interested and they hang up in a, in a stern tone of voice, they don't remember Gabe from Remax. They remember another agent called. Yep. Okay, So it's not bad for your brand. It's only can be good for your brand, and that's if you make a good impression because, trust me, you're not the only one calling. You have nothing to lose. That's nothing the moral of the lose. story. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being qualified subscribers. Um, one last question before we go for the day of, of, of our dedicated and valued listeners. We want to know uh, who you want to hear on the show. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. had some fantastic guests, and we have some – some really kind of high-profile guests in the works that are coming up in, in weeks and months to come, but we want to hear from you. Okay, we we've got some industry players. Um, we've we in the past had team leaders, broker owners, coaches, investors, um, but we're not We're not we're not opposed to thinking outside the box here. So give us some feedback. Go to the website. Drop us a note. You know how to find us on all social channels uh, and on our website, ResourcePodcast.net. And again, don't forget to become a qualified subscriber. We'll send you the first five parts of our buyer's guide and part six comes next week.
1: That's right. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Thanks again for listening to resource real talk about real estate. See you next time.